It is that time of the week when we get to visit with our friend Jamie Court, and I've been a big fan of Jamie Court and Consumer Watchdog for many, many years. If you don't know Jamie Court, it's spelled C-O-U-R-T, like going to court. And if you don't know Consumer Watchdog, get to know him at consumerwatchdog.org. These days, we need consumer protection more than ever. The federal government is on the wrong side of this one. Consumer Watchdog is on the right side. Check out consumerwatchdog.org. Check out all of Jamie Court's great colleagues. And Jamie, we're talking ballot measures today. One of the reasons I love California is we have a very robust ballot measure system. Thanks for coming back on the Norman Goldman Show. Oh, it's always my pleasure, Norm. Thanks for having me. Well, Jamie, uh, Prop 103 is a landmark California ballot initiative that has brought tremendous billions in savings to California auto uh, drivers, homeowners, and their homeowners' rates. And that Proposition 103 was put on the ballot by your organization's predecessor and your founder, uh, Harvey Rosenfield. And the ballot initiative process has been used and abused a, a, a giant insurance company here in California, Mercury, that you and I have gone the rounds with many times. They use the ballot initiative, try and overturn Prop 103, at least in relevant part. Big corporations use it. Citizens use it. It's very, very uh, you know, often used here. And Jamie, today we're talking ballot initiatives kind of in two ways, right? I mean, the first one's about privacy protections and Californians need privacy protections. Jamie, what's this one about? Well, look, there is a ballot measure that just qualified for the ballot that will be the toughest online privacy reform in America. And it says you have the right to control your own information. You have the right to tell companies they have to delete your information if you don't want them to have it uh, and sell it. And if they have a, a data breach, it would require that they uh, actually pay you at least a thousand bucks for every violation of not protecting your data appropriately if they promise to. So the ballot measure qualified days ago, and the author, who's a friend of ours, uh, Alistair McTaggart, said if the legislature can pass a comparable piece of legislation in time for me to pull the ballot measure back, I will pull the ballot measure back today. Uh, there is a bill that's gone through the Senate that is landing uh, for sure on Jerry Brown's desk, and he will either sign it or not. And it is not as strong as the ballot measure, but it's very close. It requires that they delete information for anyone under 18 if you want it deleted. It requires they tell you what information they uh, collect about you. It allows you to say no to the sale of information and the sharing of information. And it, 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 it is a tough ballot measure, and it has a limited private right of action, which is to say that if they um, breach your data, you have the right to sue them for up to $150, $750 per violation for everyone whose data was breached. And um, the attorney general would have to approve that lawsuit or do it themselves. But you have that right with the scrutiny of the attorney general. That's the compromise. And that's in it the that's in the law that, that that's hopefully going to get signed by Jerry Brown. That's in the legislation that has raced through both houses <laughs> and is on Jerry Brown's desk, <laughs> and he's either going to sign it or not. And if he signs it, the initiative will be withdrawn, and we will have uh, enacted in California what is, I think, the toughest online privacy law in America that lives up to the promise in our Constitution, which says... We have an inalienable right to privacy, but there's nothing in the law that backs it up. So when there's a data breach like Equifax, you have to lose money or property before you can recover from the company that breached your data. Well, under the legislation and under the initiative, no, you don't. 
the fact that they violated your privacy in and of itself is a violation of your rights, and they have to pay money, which is a huge deterrent effect to them mistreating your information in the way Equifax did yesterday. The federal government let Equifax off the hook for any financial penalties in that data breach. This initiative would change that and say every time they violate someone's data, they are liable for big money. And if they're liable for big money, guess what? They're going to take better care of your data. So I think this is a a huge step forward. Um, Not as uh, gigantic a step as the ballot measure, but nonetheless puts into law very strong rights. And by 5 p.m. today, I think, uh, I'm hoping, we're rooting for it. Uh, If AT&T or Google hasn't uh, gotten the governor to veto it, it'll it'll be, uh, or, or ignore it. We will have a law in the books. Now, there is one hook. It's going to uh, be another year before it takes effect, and actually a little more than a year. It won't take effect till January of 2020, which gives the bad guys uh, a time to pass more legislation to neuter it. And but file lawsuits. I don't know if there's a lawsuit against mm-hmm. it, but yes, possibly a lawsuit. Federal yeah. preemption? No, it's possible. I think this is really tight, but they may file lawsuits. Uh, and they want to file lawsuits against the ballot measure anyway, but the ballot measure would have taken effect nine months after the vote with the, with the data that was collected. So this is a little different. It's not as strong, but it's still tough remedy. We would never have gotten this through the legislature, but for the ballot measure uh, being the hammer. So I'm really proud to have been part of this effort, and, and I'll be proud even if we don't get the legislation signed and we have to go to the ballot, because I think the truth is voters will probably approve it. But, but it, is, it shows that when you push, you can make a change, and, and this is a big change. So I'm just I'm waiting and watching right now, uh, Norman. I'm hoping we'll have something to celebrate here in California that spreads all the way across the country. Well, and Jamie, I think it will. that's it. I mean, I'm going to keep my eye on consumerwatchdog.org because I know the results are going to be up there. You know, as soon as we get yep. them. So consumerwatchdog.org is the website to look for, and I'll be there. Uh, but Jamie, this is only California we're talking about, just a California ballot initiative or California law. But you just made reference to the rest of the nation, and that that's the next question I have is, is this the most, you know, kind of forward looking, uh, strongest protection for consumers of any law that you're aware of in the nation? And could this set a trend? Yeah, I don't think any other states passed anything like this. I think it'll set a trend. And I also think companies won't be treating the data of Californians one way and the data of the rest of America another. I think California companies, if they give people the right to say no to uh, the sale of their data. If they, give, if they have to share what information they collect with you in California, they're probably going to do it for all of America. It's too complicated. So, Cal, you know, you, Americans may be on the coattails of Californians. The data breach private right of action, however, is only for Californians. Uh, but nonetheless, I think it'll have a deterrent effect in the sense that uh, companies aren't just going to encrypt the data for Californians. They're going to encrypt everybody's data, you know. So I think this will this will actually affect all of America. We're such a giant state. I mean, there's almost 40 million people here by now. And Silicon Valley, of course, is right here in California. So uh, it definitely, California has an outsized kind of influence in this area. And if you're just joining us, please get to know Jamie Court. And if you don't know Jamie Court, please go to consumerwatchdog.org. 
It is a great organization. Jamie Court, C-O-U-R-T, is the president, but they've got a lot of great folks over there. We've been having week weekly visits with Jamie Court on this show almost since the beginning, and consumer protection is what they do, and boy, do we need it now. And Jamie, we've been talking a ballot initiative being withdrawn if the legislature and governor do the right thing. Now we have to talk about ballot initiatives kind of going in the other direction, don't we? We're talking the environment now. Yeah, I mean, there is a ballot measure that, unless it's withdrawn by 5 p.m., which is the next three hours, would require that um, uh, lead paint makers like Sherwin-Williams that have been liable in court for hundreds of millions, or even billions, actually, if you add it all up, in liability to the public for poisoning us with paint that was tainted with lead and getting kids sick would not have to pay those verdicts to municipalities. It's an outrageous initiative. And Sherwin-Williams and ConAgra, the two ringleaders, so we've called for a boycott of Sherwin-Williams if this initiative goes forward. We want people not to buy paint at Sherwin-Williams' store because that, those, that money is going to go to a very deceptive ballot measure to prevent these companies from uh, having to be responsible when they poison kids with lead in the paint. And I just think it's an outrageous abuse of authority. Sherwin-Williams is a visible consumer brand. Any of you listeners who buy Sherwin-Williams paint, keep on walking. Go to Home Depot. Go somewhere else. Go to Benjamin Moore. Go somewhere else. Don't go to Sherwin-Williams. Because if they pay in the pocketbook for this outrageous ballot measure, you know, that'll send a message that, that companies can't be so socially responsible. We're not going to give money to companies that don't live up what their obligations are under the law and pay verdicts that they're responsible for. Well, Jamie, very early in my fascination with politics, when I was just in my teenage years, it kind of dawned on me that really so many of the questions about politics boil down to the question of who pays. And, and I've always, that, that one's been with me for 40 odd years, and I think it applies here. Because the situation you're outlining, and please correct me if I get the facts wrong, is there have been jury verdict liability uh, assessments against some giant companies that they have really harmed people by poisoning them with lead paint. There are giant financial verdicts against these companies to the tune of a couple of billion dollars, if, I, if my research yep. was right, and, and they don't want to pay. So they want the public to pay, and so they've sponsored this ballot initiative to shift the burden of who pays from Sherwin-William and ConAgra and any other company that's actually caused the problem to the public. They're asking the public to say, come on, shift the burden onto your shoulders. You've got an extra $2 billion you don't know what to do with, don't you? Jamie, do I have this right? You have it exactly right. It's a tremendous abuse of authority a tremendous abuse of uh, trust. It's a tremendous abuse of a company's brand. And the editorial boards have editorialized against this. The cities and counties are fighting. Sherwin-Williams is making a big mistake because we're going to get cities and counties to pass resolutions saying boycott Sherwin-Williams. This will be felt in their pocketbooks. Uh, maybe they feel like it, we, can't, we can't cost them a couple of billion dollars and they're on the hook for a couple of billion. But the reality is this ballot measure is not going to pass anyway because the public's not dumb. 
Well, I think Sherwin-Williams, ConAgra, these other companies that are trying to foist the liability onto the shoulders of the taxpayer, they're they're kind of banking on the, the, the public being dumb. They apparently think they can run a multi-million dollar TV ad, uh, you know, ad campaign and convince people to do it. Jamie, it's been done before, even to ballot initiatives that you, your organization, Consumer Watchdog, has sponsored, right? You remember the one about the drug registry? We could pick a few, right? Well, they've got to get a yes vote, and um, it's much easier to get a no vote against them by uh, pulling back the curtain on who they are and what they're doing, particularly when the media is readily educated about it. So, yes, it's going to be a fight. They obviously think they're going to win or they won't risk this. But we're going to be there to be vigilant. That's what we do. Well, Jamie, that's a fantastic point about ballot initiatives is most voters, and there's a lot of studies on this, I'm sure you know, most voters kind of instinctively want to vote no, and they kind of a bias to vote no because they generally are suspicious about ballot initiatives. And so if they don't know a lot about it, they generally tend to vote no. So it is easier to get people to vote no generally. And then if you give them some information about why it's awful, uh, then, you, then you have a much better chance. Jamie, I've got to leave it there, but gee whiz, the ballot initiative I think is a wonderful invention but we have seen it abused we have seen it misused we have seen it doing real good it's it's a tool there for everybody and the rich can play with it just as well as the poor we got to do crowdfunding for it on our side we've been talking to our friend Jamie Court it is spelled C-O-U-R-T and you can see Jamie Court and all of his great colleagues at consumerwatchdog.org where they are doing our work for us and I'm a big fan of consumerwatchdog.org so check them out and and we'll have an update very, very soon on whether Governor Brown has signed that legislation. Jamie, thanks so very much as always. You're doing a heck of a job. Thank you, Norm. Appreciate it.